Greetings, listeners. Welcome to Space Cowboys, a Roswell, New Mexico podcast here on PureFandom.com. I am Liz Pru, joined by my co-host, Meg Bonnie. Hello. And in this episode of Space Cowboys, we will be discussing the fourth episode of Roswell, New Mexico on the CW Network, titled, Where Have All the Cowboys Gone? That's the song, right? Yes, but you should keep singing it anyway. That's like the, those are the only lyrics I think I know. That's all you got? Maxed out. It was one of the maxed out. It was one of those songs that like, you know, you would sing and it wasn't the lyrics. It was the, it's like the lyrics that you make up in your head. Like, yeah, I think that's true of most, isn't it? Paula Cole. I never really know what she's saying. Yes. It's a Dawson's Creek song. Oh, classic. Yeah. That one. My husband always makes fun of me because Muse's song Madness. Mm-hmm. I like when I don't know why it was on. It was on some playlist or something. And I was like, Magic. And he was like, Are you saying magic? <laughs> because it's madness. Shut up, Brick. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I know. Obviously. I know that clearly. <laughs> Anyways, see, that was our tangent out of the way right in the beginning, guys. Um, before we get started, Meg's going to give a quick recap so that way we can just spend most of the podcast talking about how freaking good this episode was because the dialogue was on point. Um, I need more of my bartender because she's amazing. Oh, yes. And, um, okay, well, well, let's get to the recap. All right, let's break it down. Okay, so Liz is still looking for answers about Rose's murder, and she calls one of Rose's ex-boyfriends, and he ends up giving her Rose's backpack, and in the backpack is a train ticket and a note. And Liz matches the handwriting on the note in the backpack to Kyle's dad, Mr. Valenti. Kyle and Liz freak the F out about it, and then they have some sex, naturally. And the blackout is still going on in the town, and the alien siblings are super stressed out about pretty much everything happening and Isabel tries to flex her influence muscles on Maria before she tries again with Liz and it fails like super badly and we also see in the flashbacks that Rosa was avoiding Isabel the day that she died but we don't know why Max is feeling better and decides that he needs to let Liz go and it's super sad we also find out that Liz told Kyle or Max finds out that Liz told Kyle about his secret but not her the siblings which is nice and Mains tries to recruit Cameron and Sheriff Valenti, and that doesn't go so well. And then, at the end of the episode, there's a big dramatic reveal that Michael was responsible for the deaths of the two girls that died the day that Rosa died. Boom. Crazy. Not true. It's a trick. He probably feels responsible for it, but it actually wasn't his fault. Like, he did something that created a butterfly effect that resulted in their deaths. Agreed, but he feels responsible or like, you know, he's kind of into some shit in high school too. So maybe it was like a drug thing and he was partying with them and they got carried away or he gave them alcohol and they crashed their car, you know, like something like that. I don't think he just like straight up axed them or something, but yeah, I think you're right. I think it's an inadvertent accident that he was a part of. Yeah. But Damn. I know. Such a bombshell. Well, like at this point, I feel as though we don't really have a big bad yet. So maybe this will unveil like the real big bad. So that way it'll start to show 
you know, the true side of the aliens, which is that they're not all that bad. They're just misunderstood. Misunderstood. Well, I think Mains is kind of villainy, but he's not like, he's like a mini bad, like not big bad because he thinks, I guess all villains think that they're doing the right thing. But in his mind, he's like protecting everyone in the country and kind of because he's doing that by any means necessary, he comes off as a total douchebag. And I I feel like, yeah, agreed. And he's kind of more like on a power trip versus, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't like him. I don't think I'm supposed to like him, but I don't like him. I, I want to see more of him and Kyle's dad's like history. Cause I think there, there's a lot there and they kind of keep referencing it. Like, you know, that they, they both knew some shit was going down, but we're definitely on like different sides of the, the story. Like maybe Mr. Valenti was a little more sympathetic to it. Was he a doctor? I can't remember. Was Kyle's dad a doctor? I think he was a police officer. I oh think, yeah. He was the sheriff. Yeah, yeah. He was the sheriff. And well, uh, the whole thing about his affair with Rosa, I don't think necessarily he was having an affair with her. I think he was trying to help her. Agreed. I don't Maybe. think there's anything that in the backpack or the ticket or any of that that really pointed directly to anything, right? And then another thing I wanted to mention is do we know that – did it? Did the note say to Rosa? I wanted to go back and look, but I didn't have time to double-check – Hold on, let me see. Because I bought the episode. I'm p- spending money on you guys because I didn't have time for your commercials today, CW app. Investment. Okay, yeah, let me see. My other thing I was thinking about was how do we know that it wasn't something to do with their mom? Because like, maybe Rosa was going to see the mom or maybe this was like a note that Rosa found about the mom. Like, I feel like there's probably way more going on with that note and the train ticket, obviously. But I was definitely not too sure that anything pointed to romance either way. I don't know that. I don't think so either. Sorry for that quick um, audio thing there, guys. I pulled up the episode, but I turned it down. Um, And then I immediately jumped to the scene where uh, Kyle and Liz are making sweet, sweet adult love. Let me see. Okay, where's the note? Here we are. We're almost here. This is live research, you guys. This is what we do for you. Nerd out to the max. Nerd out to the max. While I'm scrolling. To the max. I know. To the max. To the max. (laughs) While I'm scrolling to the scene, let's talk about jumping on the Trevino train really quick. Like, I'm obsessed with Liz and Kyle. And not that I like necessarily, yes, I'm sorry. The note does say Rosa. Rosa, the first step is always the hardest. I will always be by your side. But it doesn't have an, it's not signed by anyone, right? I knew there was something I wanted to ask about. It's not signed, but it's the same signature as her dad, his dad's, as Mr. Valenti's, as Kyle's dad's. I feel like none of that says anything romantic. None of that points to a, they, they was banging. I don't think that is the case. And I think you see that when Liz is like, wait, why am I like jumping to conclusions without all the facts and just assuming that your dad was boning my sister? Like she checks herself in that scene, which I think was really cool. Love Liz. I love how she like prioritizes 
the science and the facts and the evidence of things before her emotions, but still is like an emotionally charged person. Like, well, I think she was prioritizing something else this episode. Hey. And Queen, I was fine with it. I was like, sis, get it. Because you know what? You've been through a lot. Kyle is sexual. Very. Um, and I just love every scene they have together. Like whether they're just nerding out on science stuff that I don't understand or talking about, you know, their obvious sexual feelings towards one another. I, I love their relationship because I don't think it's, and we've talked about this, how it's not intended to create some sort of love triangle, but it like makes sense. You're like, I like her with Kyle just in general, not necessarily romantically, but I think their relationship is one of the most realistic on the show. You know, you kind of always have that person. I mean, I guess you're not always that like grounded with your ex, but one supernatural or not supernatural, extraterrestrial creatures are introduced. Like you kind of, like you said, check yourself a little bit. Yes. I 100% agree. I love their bond and how it's not just like him trying to get back with her. Like he's clearly invested in just finding out what that happened and kind of from his dad's side, like he has these little tidbits from what happened with his dad at the end and, you know, the whole handprint thing. So he's also invested in the investigation because he wants to know more about what his dad was up to. So it's not just, oh, I'm going to help her so I can bang her. Like they can do that anyway because they're consenting adults and they want to and they have that history. So it's not about that. It just that also happens. And no one's going to say no to shirtless Trevino. Dr. Kyle can get it. He's awesome. I love it. Jumping on that Trevino train. I'm just saying. A choo-choo. He is, like, just aging so well. Not that he's, like, old, but, you know, it's just from seeing him, like, eight years ago on the Vampire Diaries to now, I'm just like, you are getting yummier and yummier. And I love that he's not a douchebag. Like, you know, he he's nice, and but also, like, has his own motivations for stuff and is not afraid to call Max out. And I love that whole hospital scene where he's clearly, like, fucking do something dude like I know you can help this kid but I can't tell you that I know that because you'll probably like zap me or something (laughs) but they just have all of these like really tense conversations with their eyes and it's like not what they're saying with their words it's all the other shit that's going on between them I love those moments between the two of them because it's not always about Liz it's they are kind of very like Harry Potter Malfoy like two sides of the same coin kind of similar motivations but for different reasons like Kyle wants to help people and Max wants to help people but Kyle's a doctor who wants the glory and runs and works out so he can go to his high school reunion and be like look at me and Max is kind of like stays in the the outskirts and just really wants to help people wants none of the glory I just I think they're a really weird dynamic because of Liz but like also all the stuff outside of Liz is really cool to see how they interact with each other They have, like, this awesome bro-brooding thing growing on. Like, they just kind of, like, like you said, they have, like, this brood-off. It's a brood-off. They also know what they're brooding about. They just, you know, it's a guy thing, and I like that. And that scene where Max, so, like, when Kyle comes out of the diner, and he's like, oh, hey, bro, 
just up there banging Liz, no bigs. And he, the, like, the way Max looks at him, I was like, holy shit. Like, his eyes were so intense. And they're just, like, having this casual conversation. And Max looks like he's about to fucking eat him. Like, Velociraptor eat him. And it was crazy and, like, so intense. But also so realistic because some of these shows, every single interaction is this big emotional blow up. But that's not real life. Real life is the passive aggressive bullshit in between the big moments that you talk about when people aren't there. So it's really, I don't know, it's a fun dynamic. A brood off, if you will. I brood like off. Um, I think one of my favorite parts about the episode was Maria. Yes. I love her. Her love dialogue her. was Awesome. It was like finally Maria's episode to shine a little bit. Like we got a little taste of it last week, but this week we really got to see her personality more. I think um, her dialogue and Cameron's are my favorite of like the entire series. It's just oh my gosh. awesome. The Cameron line, what does she say? I want queso and tequila and no less than three orgasms. Like, oh my God, I love you so much. I wish Max Evans deserved you but he doesn't because she's so freaking cool but he doesn't riley vocal is a fucking goddess and i don't care what anyone else says i will watch anything she's in because she just plays like a straight up badass like she's never like she's so feminine and um i don't know how to say it without sounding like i'm well like she's just I love it because she is so strong and someone that you want to be like, yes, I wish I had her badassery and her strength. But she's also like, hey, it's okay to be like girly. Right. Like she's and that feminine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love her so much. It was the Agreed. best. Agreed. But back to Maria. Go ahead about Maria. So um, I love that they're bringing in – I've never really seen a show – on the CW yet, I guess. And maybe I should be racking my brains more, but really dive into astrology like this. Like I, f- I feel like they're going to start going more into that like tarot world. Like we get glimpses of it, obviously in the originals with them being in new Orleans, but I love that they're making it like, I mean, it. she wasn't wrong when she was reading Isabel, you know, she was like on the nose. So they're bringing this whole like mystic energy Mm -hmm. piece to the story in addition to science. So it's like, what do you believe? And also what is proven truth? Or I don't know that truth is the white word, but what is proven fact? You know, she just has instinct and tuition. And I think that's something that the aliens struggle with because to them, you know, they aren't really sure of their powers. And so they don't use them. Like, Isabel doesn't use her powers a lot clearly and she doesn't act on instinct. And so I think that's something that she can learn and that will help develop her more because I think she's not using her powers because she's afraid of who she is and Maria totally or or afraid of who she could be, you know, and Maria told her like, you're not having a baby because you're scared. And that's what every parent goes through or someone thinking about being a parent. I mean, the whole time I was pregnant with Val, I was like, what if she has this? Oh my God. What if this happens? What if it, what am I? Oh my gosh. I need to be, it's like, that's, that's the, the game girl. You know, it don't matter if she's an alien human, you know, whatever, like you're always going to feel like that. Right. And then throwing in the whole alien aspect, 
it's probably a huge issue in their marriage. And she totally called her out on it. She well, was, she was hiding it. Um, in the famous words of uh, Miss RuPaul, if you can't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love somebody else? Yes. Okay. Can I get an amen? Amen. That's what I'm saying. So that, that's my, my words of wisdom for Isabel through the rest of the season. I, and you know, I loved about that whole scene is Maria just kind of like mind checked her back and she did get in for a little bit, but when you saw Isabel at the end of it, she's on the floor bleeding and her Maria's loyalty to Rosa. I feel like that's something that we'll probably get more of later in the, in the season, but she like straight out says, I hate you because Rosa hated you. And for her, like that friendship, that's all she needs. She doesn't need to know about Isabel, even though like she can read her. She's got like some sort of like empath thing going on. But she doesn't need to know any more than that about Isabel, that Rosa hated her and Rosa was avoiding her the day she died. Mm-hmm. And that's all she needs to know about her because she's just like super fucking loyal. And we saw that too when they were doing like the hunt with all the hiding places. Like clearly Maria knows more than then she's letting on to even Liz because you could tell she was holding back. Like she probably knows more mm-hmm. about how, who Rosa was with or who Rosa was seeing, but she's not even telling Liz. So I think the loyalty is her armor that she kind of hides behind and like, you know, like the whole armor theme that was going on with putting a cage around your heart and wearing your armor to protect yourself from people. I think that Maria's loyalty is hers and the fact that she will not budge, even though Rosa is dead from her loyalty to her best friend. And I think that's really cool to see. And really it's something that Isabel could relate to. She's like that with her brothers, but they stand again, just like Kyle and Max on two different sides of it. So I really liked that. I liked how she was able to kind of block her, from finding the truth and it's similar to what happened with Liz Rosa stood in the way of that too so that leads me to my my next thing about Rosa and we kind of saw in the flashbacks that she was avoiding Isabel do you think that Rosa knew about Isabel before she died we talked a little bit about this last week and I think there was something else going on like outside of her, well, let me backtrack. So I think that Rosa and Isabel had some sort of relationship for sure, because why else would Isabel be so shook every time she sees something with Rosa, especially if now supposedly it's Michael's fault that, um, he killed Rosa and her friend. Like it, I don't, it just doesn't make sense. I think maybe there was something romantic going on between them. And we're just meant to assume that maybe she was romantically involved with a guy. I don't know, because it's, it just seems really personal to Isabel. Right. And she, she was very, I think, shaken up, not just because she couldn't influence Liz last week. I think actually seeing Rosa really messed with her, and they don't really explain why. And that seemed to really, like, fuck with her. So, yeah, I think you're right. I think there could be more to it. I think there could be some romance. I was really hoping that the note or the train ticket or something would point back to Isabel. But 
yeah. I guess there's more layers to the story. It's like an onion, Liz. It is. Roswell's like an onion. You just got to keep peeling it. And, it and while you, I was just about to say it, it makes <laughs> you cry. Let's talk about Max and Liz's goodbye scene. What the forking A, man? I, she's, she's driving me insane. Like, I get that she's got a lot going on in her mind right now, but it's like, Bish, you can't just tell him you love him. She can't, Liz. She has her red armor up. And she is protecting her caged heart. Don't give me that Emma Swan bullshit, okay? The same thing happened in Once Upon a Time. And that's why Emma Swan be wearing that red leather jacket. We all have our fierce leather leather or pleather lipstick, whatever. Okay? But he was so vulnerable. He was just, and he wasn't even asking for anything. He was asking of nothing from her other than to tell the truth. Feelings are scary, and I think her admitting that she loves someone messes with her. That's why her and Kyle will never be, like, a major thing because in the flashback she admits that she fled from him because she wasn't sure. She fled from her fiancé because she wasn't sure. I think she's sure about Max, and it just fucking terrifies her because she wasn't wearing red in that scene. Like, granted, she had just got down with Trevino, Dr. Kyle. <sighs> So, like, she's wearing her after-sex clothing. But she was also really vulnerable in that scene. Like, no makeup, real stripped down. Her hair was up. She was just making some, like, buckwheat pancakes or some shit. But she was also really – Churro pancakes. They were not churro. She made, like, really gross, healthy ones for her dad. <laughs> Maybe she made churro ones first for herself and then the healthy ones for, for Papa. Um, but, yeah, I think that she – having to face her feelings is scarier than facing the facts of what happened because that, that stuff's real and that stuff's now and everyone else, she was very certain that she wasn't sure about them. But with Max, she probably does feel sure she does love him. Isabel saw that and it's terrifying to face. She is terrified as she said. I don't know what's so scary about Nathan Parson. It is scary. Love is scary, Liz. I don't know, man. I just met Rick, and I was like, you my boo, let's get married. And he was like, we're moving too fast. Wait, okay. And then we got married, and now look at I got another bun in the oven. Well. I haven't showered yet today. That's not how it works for everybody. (laughs) (laughs) You wrong. You wrong. You're you're the exception to the rule. Oh, my God. The first time Mike and I dated when we were teenagers – he put me on a cell phone plan with him and I got so freaked out because it was a two-year cell phone plan that I oh broke my God. That's what? what I broke up. Yeah. Because I was like, holy shit, I can't marry this guy. I'm only like a teenager. This can't be forever. I just started dating and, you know, whatever. So I freaked out. I had like this crazy commitment meltdown. So yes, Liz, Liz Orteco, I feel you. Liz Prue, I do not feel you. I'm, I'm very happy now, though. But, very. see, I have, I have this problem about other things like rugs. Like, I can't purchase a rug for a bedroom right now because I just can't commit. See, I'm the opposite. And oh, it scares me. It scares me. <laughs> I go into a store. I'm like, that shit, that shit, that shit. Put it in my house. Let's go. And that's how I bought a house. That's how I make decisions. But when you put me on a cell phone plan when I'm a teenager, I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go. <laughs> Bye. I don't care about the deal. Yeah, no. I don't care if it saves me $20 a month. I have to leave. 
but yeah, I definitely get it. I think that letting your heart be vulnerable is way more scary than in your universe, which is good though. I love you. You guys are awesome, but I'm team Orteco on this one. Same Z's. It's okay. It's all right. Let's talk about, let's talk about, um, Cameron and Max real quick. I know we briefly talked about it, but I, I know that they're having Cameron for Max because Liz has Kyle. And so we have some sort of, sort of like romantic thing to compare to once Liz and Max actually do get together and we're like, Oh, this is what Epic love means. However, I, Kyle and Liz are on the same page and I don't think Cameron and Max are. So I need Cameron to, um, not just, you know, be second fiddle here. Yeah, she shouldn't be like the Brooke Davis, the second choice, the footnote in someone else's love story, if you will, One Tree Hill fans. Duh, Julian for life. Oh, Julian. He's so sweet. Um, It bugs me because she is so cool. And, like, Max isn't really disrespecting her, although that whole, like, ditching her. What did she say? She said, we're in the middle of a handy. Did I catch that correctly? Yes. <laughs> I was like, damn, girl, I love you so much at the at the drive-in. And he just, like, like, left and went home and caused a blackout. And, like, how long was she sitting there before she was like, well, what the fuck? But I think she deserves, and I'm sure we'll get to see it eventually, her own epic love story. Because clearly, Max Evans, he's not, like, totally in it with her. And, like, he wants to be. But he just can't shake that Liz. Can't shake her. Can't shake her. Can't shake her. And that Elena Gilbert season two hair. Oh, oh my God. Her hair is so amazing. I love it so much. Oh, I love it so much. Okay. So um, what do you think about, well, what, what kind of things do we need to theorize about? I have a couple. I know I touched on it before. um, That I don't think Rosa and... Mr. Sheriff Valenti, I guess we could call him Sheriff Valenti. He, I don't think they were romantic. I think that he knew about the aliens and he knew more than he was letting on. And clearly him and Maines had some sort of thing going on behind everyone's back because I don't even think Kyle's mom knew about it. But I think somehow Rosa either stumbled upon it, something happened, and they were working together. Maybe he was trying to figure out a way around the mind control and that maybe led to his mental deterioration at the end of his life. I feel like there was something he was working on that Kyle is going to uncover and that will give actually more answers to the Rosa mystery. Cause I like how they kind of like one of them finds clues and it helps with both of their little mysteries. And I feel like the next big reveal is going to come from Kyle. And I think it's going to shed a lot of light on the Rosa Valenti dynamic and what they were up to because I think that Rosa knew more about Isabel if we take the whole romance theory out of it I think maybe she knew what Isabel was capable of because Mm -hmm. of Mr. Valenti and was kind of like I need to stay the fuck away from this chick because she tried to mind control me maybe that's how it got started and she knew about it went to someone then they started kind of doing their own experiments to to sort of block her because Rosa has been the block so far for Isabel. Yes. Liz inadvertently and then Maria's loyalty to her. It's kind of stopped Isabel in her tracks and really just like derailed her. So I think that's going to be something we learn more about, hopefully. That's my theory. 
I love that theory. And I like how the aliens powers are just um, like, we learn more about the mythology, but what they're really doing is supporting their actions. So it's not like the big reveal. Isn't that someone has this superpower. It's how that superpower affected the choices someone made or were a result of the choices that someone made, you know, because that that's like representing their reaction to something like, were they rash and using their superpowers? Were they justified? Because then to us, we can be relatable and be like, yeah, I would have done the same thing if I could mind control people. But, you know, if there was like some way for me to manipulate someone into leaving because it meant I could save my sibling, you know, is that a decision you'd make? I don't know. Makes you think a little bit. It doesn't make it just so much about like, like we obviously they're aliens and all of that, but like their, their vulnerabilities and their problems um, are all something that we can say, okay, well, we have done the same thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's kind of something that we'll see more of, especially with the Michael bombshell that may be his inadvertent action that the trickle effect down to the death of these girls was something he was, he went in thinking he was doing something helpful, maybe not something necessarily harmful. And it just kind of blew up in his face. So I, yeah, I agree. Okay. So what do we think will happen next week? Well, the trailer was saying that stuff's going to get weird, which is like, rain is going to be wet what like this show's already bonkers in the best way because the pacing is so quick because it's a short season that every episode is just full of new reveals and crazy things so having it build as it's gonna be weird like what like how weird can we get because i i mean i love it but i think that we're gonna see more interaction between Kyle and Liz because I think they make like the best detective team. Mm -hmm. And I think that we're going to get even more, hopefully more information from Kyle's side of the fence about what was going down with Rosa and Sheriff Valenti. I need more. I need more about Rosa. The only thing I feel like everything else is coming together right now. Like I know more, or I think I know more about what was happening with Sheriff Valenti like you said, like we can say, okay, maybe he was investigating this. They were doing experiments on him. That's why he got sick. But with Rosa, it's like, how the hell was she involved in all of this? I think the mom is going to be the key. We haven't really heard much about Rosa and Liz's mom. And I feel like once we get that piece of the puzzle, that's going to kind of start the trickle effect of how Rosa got involved. I think that has something to do with the mom and Isabel is obviously tied into it somehow too. So I think it's going to be interesting. Yeah. I'm also like really worrying about when Diego, I think is his name, Liz's fiance, his ass is just going to show up one day and be like, well, what the fuck? What's I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't wait for that to happen. And then it's like, oh, hi. Um, yeah. <laughs> Drama. It, it was a really good episode. And I think it, this whole season so far has just been really strong. But I really need some Maliks in the next episode. Yeah, what the heck. Um, I didn't like that Tyler Blackburn wasn't in this episode. So He should be in every episode of every show on television, just like walking by. Like, hey. I just love him so much. Samesies. But I think I think this is it just keeps getting more interesting and the theories just keep getting more complex and I can't wait to see what happens next. 
Me too, girl. And everyone else, make sure you tune in every week for our recap on Roswell, New Mexico. If you love podcasts, you can check out other purefandom.com podcasts. We have a Game of Thrones podcast called A Podcast Remembers that talks about all of the theories and lore in the world of Westeros. We also have our Brad and Court Talk podcast. If you love any and all sci-fi network shows, check them out. Um, they also cover some other fun shows too, but they're just amazing. And we also have some fun YouTube shows coming out. Megan Herboo um, hosts Pure Random, which talks about all things random and fandom. And we have recaps and all sorts of really fun breakdowns. So make sure you just check out the site. If you want to write for us or podcast or YouTube, email Liz at purefandom.com or Meg at purefandom.com. And we will get back with you as soon as we can. Are those all my plugs? Those are you plugged away, girl. I plugged away. Okay, well, I will stop talking your ear off about all the plugs about our website, and we will catch you next time. Later.